0: We got some work to do. This is the Advanced Scout with Tom Offerman and Matt Williamson.
1: Dealers improved to four and seven after a Monday night football victory in Indianapolis. Now they go for their second road game in a row down to Atlanta to face a Falcons team, Matt, that despite being under 500, are just a half game out of winning their division.
0: So bizarre. I mean, that division's even worse than the AFC South. Uh, I thought the Bucs would start to take it over Me by too. now. I had hopes for the Saints before the season. I actually thought Carolina would be respectable this year. i um, thinking Baker Mayfield might be okay. This and South
1: wasn't on your radar then to be no. the worst division.
0: And I'll be honest, I mean, preseason... I thought Atlanta was going to pick first overall. I mean, yeah. i look at their <laughs> roster and be like, this is a terrible group. And I give them credit. They've been competitive and they have a formula, and I do think they're well-coached.
1: Yeah, uh, it has to translate to well-coached yeah, yeah. for them to have a roster of this little talent. Four and two at home are the Atlanta Falcons, so the Steelers are facing them uh, where they are the better. They're one and five on the road. So, Real least- quick,
0: to interrupt you, much like— Monday night, though, I yeah. bet there's a lot of black and gold in and Atlanta. insane on Monday night, wasn't it? It's they an said an on the broadcast
1: 43%. It was more than 43% Steelers fans.
0: Dale and I were talking about that today. I am like, I told him that, and he's like, eh, I'll go over. You know, yeah. right? He thought it was over 50, yeah.
1: Might be the same down at Mercedes-Benz Stadium this coming Sunday. Uh... So they don't really even have good bones about them, in your opinion. Like they're not no. even like a team that's just a quarterback away. They got a lot of work. To they got a there. lot
0: of work to do, and they just run the ball to make up for right. it. And that's been somewhat of an equalizer in the league this year. Teams like the Bears and Giants just run with volume, right. and the Steelers are finding this out. It levels the playing field.
1: Little series history for you between these two teams. There's not much, of course, no, being in a... opposite sides of the league, but they began in 1966 with Pittsburgh winning the two meetings that took place in the 60s. And then the upcoming decades got worse for Atlanta. The Steelers were 2-1 <laughs> in the 70s, 3-0 in the 80s, 4-0 in the 90s. And in the 2000s, Pittsburgh is 3-1-1. And the Steelers have won three in a row against Atlanta. Overall, it's a 14-2-1 series lead for your Pittsburgh Steelers. And the Falcons and Steelers have obviously never played in a Super Bowl, so they've sure. never met in the postseason. Came close, though, that one year when it was the 28-3 Patriots right, right, right. collapse. Steelers were the runner-up in the AFC Good that point. Year. Good
0: point. Could have been them.
1: Let's dive into the Falcons' offense. It ain't pretty. They're 27th total no. offense in the NFL. And the only thing they do well across the board as a team is run the football, where they're fourth in the league, fifth in EPA.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And early downs, they run it. Late downs, they run it. They use three different backs. Uh, Kyle Pitts is an immensely talented player. And Drake London is a top 10 pick as well. Uh, They never really used either one of them. Now Pitts is out, and now they're using a variety of tight ends no one's ever heard of and big personnel and um, a bunch of ball carriers. I I, I don't know what else to say about their offense (laughs) except for it's just run, run, run at all costs and keep it close, and their quarterback's a runner.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, and we'll get to Mariota in just a second. But like you were saying, they'll throw on any, or they'll run on any down. On early downs, the Falcons throw the football just thirty nine point six percent of their snaps, the lowest rate in the league. The Bears mm-hmm. are next lowest at forty one point eight. But other than those two teams, no one is lower than forty four point five percent as far as uh, running the ball on first down. Just By for far little, the most. Little contrast: the Chiefs throw the ball on first down sixty six percent of the time. <laughs> Right, right, right. So, which it, you'd rather do, you know, if the, you, have Mahomes, you have Mahomes, for sure. Right, right. But they almost double up the Falcons as far as their willingness to run the, or excuse me, pass the ball on first down. Mariota, like you said, he's got dual threat capabilities. Mm-hmm. As far as expected points added are concerned, he's seventeenth in the league as quarterback, right, kind of in the middle of the pack. But they just don't ask him to pass the ball at all.
0: They don't. And yes, he has dual threat capabilities. He was former second pick in the draft,
1: Heisman winner. Yeah. Yeah,
0: but he's not. Great did either. I mean, right. you know, you mentioned Justin Fields or the the cheat or the the Bears running the ball a lot on early downs too. Well, because Fields is a great runner, Mariota is a good runner.
1: Last week, the Falcons against the Commanders ran for one hundred and sixty seven yards. Three different ball carriers registered forty nine rushing yards or more. Tyler Algier and Cordero Patterson led the way with eleven carries apiece. And Mariota was in third with six carries. Is Patterson the biggest threat on this offense I think right so. now? It's, I mean, really it, dynamic with the ball in his hands. But it's so weird because so he's weird. just such a, you know, a guy that's seen so the better days of his career. He's a He's a return man. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And, and he's just kind of hanging on in Atlanta, mm-hmm. but he's done more than just hang on. He's almost yeah. made himself a star again.
0: Yeah, I mean, his whole career he was returner, receiver, let's figure out a way to get the ball in his hands, not much of a route runner. And Atlanta said, why don't we just hand it to you and you do something, and it's... It's really helped his career, and he's definitely their best guy, but he's still not a true running back. It is weird.
1: You You bring up the uh, special teams aspect to Cordero's game, and we all know how abysmal the Steelers were at special teams coverage against the Colts. That's a little frightening. That's something you circle in this game as maybe a a momentum changer there. Yeah.
0: I mean, he's probably the best kick returner that's ever lived.
1: I think he has the record
0: now, I think he has the record for for touchdowns. Right, and he's physical, and he's hard to get down. He's a great accelerator.
1: And Steelers kickoff coverage was really poor last week. Yeah, so that's something that you should look at with a close eye, and hopefully it gets a little bit better. Uh, Mariota averages thirty-five point one rushing yards per game. That's sixth amongst all NFL quarterbacks. So there is a threat there, mm-hmm. and you have to be aware of it. But sure, we've said in the past couple weeks, you know, we do countdown to kickoff together on this show. Steelers defense is a run stopping defense, and very good. So this is a matchup that you like to see on paper. A run heavy team should be no problem. And uh, I'll go one step further. Yeah. A run-heavy team without a superstar. They don't have Jonathan Taylor. Taylor gashed him a little right, bit, right. but they contained him. Sure. Nick Chubb got him earlier this year, but those are superstars. They're elite. the
0: best two running backs in the league. You're not going right. to have that against Atlanta. Absolutely, and the blocking's not as good. I mean, they don't have Quentin Nelson and Joel Batonio and all those guys paving the way for them either. What they have is a dedication to the run game, you know, but it's, it's not a dynamic one.
1: Now, I'm not going to lie to you, Matt. You know, we've gotten to know each other over the past couple of years. You know, I'm sure. a football fan. I don't recognize two of these wide receivers that are starting for the Falcons right now. Olamede Zacchaeus, and Demir Bird. Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus.
0: And Bird, yeah. I. You and got me like on their, those two. I think Zacchaeus is their leading receiver. He is right now.
1: Shows you how much Falcons football I'm watching. And Drake London <laughs> hasn't missed that much time. No, he's healthy right now, too. Yeah.
0: I mean, I know Kyle Pitts has been out a while, and I know this is not a pass-first team, and they are winning games early. But if I were the owner of the Falcons, I would go knock on the head coach's door and be like, why did we use two really early picks on these freaky receivers and we don't ever throw them
1: the ball? <laughs> <Like> why, <laughs> where's the left guard and the running back? Like why, yeah, right. Give you're not the drafting as far, if as far as your that. game plan was concerned. Right, right, right. Uh, but I I still think Drake London can be pretty good. I do, too. League.
0: I do, too. I think he's one of the best rookie receivers with the Ohio State guys and pickings.
1: Top one token in the class, if I'm not mistaken. He was. I he yeah. was. He so, wasn't
0: a slam dunk, but he was the first one off the board. He's
1: the first one off the board, and he's not getting any help, like you said, scheme-wise no. and quarterback-wise. So I think there's hope for him still. Sure. Kyle Pitts, the Steelers won't see him. He's on IR. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably going to have his season ended because they think he's going to have to get surgery on his injury. Yeah. Yeah. But even if they were going to see him, and I'm still going to talk about him for a couple minutes here because it's just one of the most bizarre case studies in the league. I love him. I think he's one of the best tight ends in football. Yes. And there's nothing that backs me up on that claim no. other than just eye tests and watching him play in his first year in Atlanta and a little bit this year when he gets the ball. I think he's the freakiest pass catcher yeah. in the league. <laughs> in the he's league, insane. Right. I mean, just traits. And I mean, there's a reason why they picked him as the highest picked tight end ever. in the modern era. Right,
0: yeah. right, right, right. And they don't use him... At all. I mean, he's the most frustrating fantasy player in the history yes. of the world. Especially
1: when last <laughs> week I saw, what was it, McCole Pruitt caught a touchdown pass as a tight end. Right. Like, like, oh, you was, finally go to the that? tight end, it's Pruitt. Yep.
0: And I will say, if you watch their tape early in the year, he was doubled and tripled all the time. Everyone recognized his threat, so it wasn't even
1: his fault that the production wasn't there. It's just absurd to me that they don't try to scheme him open a little bit more or, or utilize it at him. At You right. know what? Even if they're going to be a run-heavy team, he's a big, beefy dude. Hand him the ball off on a, in the backfield or something like just that. Just get, him get the ball, ball I mean, in his hands. He's your best guy.
0: It's, been, it's a strange team. It's it, a strange offense.
1: Which makes it even stranger that they're winning football games. I know. It's
0: However, it's, I mean, over their last six or so, they have two wins, and that
1: was against Carolina and, I think, Chicago. Or I mean, like, they're starting to come back to earth. I'm guessing run blocking-wise, their line's great. I mean, they just move bodies yeah. around, or is it just more of a
0: There's volume no kind of thing? Yeah, it's no, it's a good scheme. They have a lot of heavy personnel. They'll have a bunch of tight ends on the field you've never heard of now that are good blockers. Um, they do scheme it up well. Smith, I should have said this to start the show, Smith, the head coach, came directly from the Titans as their offensive coordinator, and they mm. would kill to have Derrick Henry. Imagine that. Right. That seems to it's, it's the roots here. <laughs> you know, Right. And that's his Mariota um, familiarity yes. that way as well. But that's the way they want to
1: play. Uh, as far as pass protection is concerned, 2.3 sacks allowed per game. That's 16th in the NFL, so right around the middle of the pack there. But they don't um, throw much. And Mariota's on the move a ton when they, he does good point, throw. Good point. So might not get sacked, but he might get a one-yard gain or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, ninth most giveaways in the NFL was 16, eight picks, eight fumbles lost. So I think that's an area the Steelers also circle, and Steelers are very good at taking the ball away this year.
0: And turnover differential has really been a Steelers' strength lately.
1: Looking at that Falcons defense, we thought the offense was nameless. (laughs) It's hard to come up with games that guys even know. Defense is even tougher. I'll give you Grady Jarrett. Grady Jarrett's at least someone that is recognizable, and I think he's still good. But is he getting a little long in the tooth now? He's getting little bit. Aged, aged out, right? Yeah,
0: they gave him a big contract this offseason, and I wonder if they regret it considering the state of their team. Right. By the time that they get good enough, is he still going to be a foundational player? Um, A.J. Terrell, the corner, it, has missed some times this year, but he's been a real hit for them too. He's an excellent player.
1: Yeah, I wanted to ask you about him. Is he yeah. taking a bit of a step back, or is the injuries just kind of plaguing um, him a little bit? Because he was, I think, last year in the running for best corner in the NFL. He's still in the top 10, though. Okay.
0: I mean, if we were— Picking teams for the rest of their career, considering his age, he would be a very high draft
1: pick for me. Their best statistical category on defense is their run defense, and that's 21st in the league uh, with 127. I take that back, actually. They're 10th in takeaways, so they will take the ball away a fair bit. They have 10 interceptions on the season. but They're 28th in total defense. They're 28th in passing defense, uh, and they only get 1.4 sacks per game. Just 17 sacks on the year. On the year. It's absurd.
0: And you and I were talking about before we hit record. Yeah. They were historically bad at rushing the pass for the last year. Which so I know much you so, like this one. Yeah. So
1: much so that TJ Watt had more sacks than the entire Falcons defense last year. <laughs> right. That entire franchise had less sacks than the Steelers number ninety.
0: That's like Babe Ruth hitting more home runs than the teams <laughs> in the league. <laughs> you
1: know. And it's insane that they haven't improved at all in that area as well. No. Like that- you were saying, why did we take these pass catchers on offense early, maybe take a couple pass rushers on defense.
0: They just had so many needs. I mean, that's honestly why I thought they were the least talented team in the league coming into the season. And, you know, their receivers were a problem, so they took London. And then they took Epichetti out of Penn State early in the second round. Now he's out,
1: and he's been okay as a rookie. But their pass rush is a disaster. So you got Grady Jarrett, and you've got uh, A.J. Terrell I'll throw a Sean Evans in there as well. He's yeah. a tackling machine. Yes. He's third in the NFL as far as tackles are concerned. He leads the team in tackles by a wide margin. Mm-hmm. Good point. Not going to say he's a superstar or anything, but that's a, a solid guy that can be the earlier yeah. defense for years.
0: People might remember that. That was the year the Steelers took uh, Terrell Edmonds, and mm-hmm. there was a big linebacker need after Shazier's injury. Evans was linked to the Steelers a bunch. Titans took him ahead of Pittsburgh, coming out of Bama, and he washed out a little bit with Tennessee, but he's kind of reborn now with Atlanta, and there he is talented.
1: Now, I think that, again, it's easy to look at this team and say, we can attack them in all different ways. Why not yeah. run the ball because it's the safest way? And you watched the tape from last week. The commanders touched them up for 176 yards on the ground. So That was their
0: approach. Yeah, Just it worked last it to Robinson week, and right.
1: So why not try to duplicate that? But a couple things for the Steelers. You don't know if Nodge is going to be healthy, mm-hmm. even though Benny Snell, if he runs like he did against Indy, he shouldn't have any problem right. against this Falcons. And I think defense. Warren has a chance to be back. Warren probably will be back as well. But then I also look at their passing defense. And yeah, they'll pick you off every now and again and yeah, you probably have to avoid Ter- Terrell, but they give up a ton of yardage. But they do. And I think this is a good game for Kenny to maybe try to air things out a little bit and get some good statistical numbers up on the board. I'm
0: with you. I mean, I I would avoid Terrell, but it's not like if you have a matchup there you like, still don't go one, on one do it. If it's you know. Pickens
1: Terrell, still take the yeah,
0: one on Yeah, I mean, take the one on ones, but middle of the field is available for Fryermuth or yes. slot guys. Um, the non Terrell corners are lackluster, to be kind. You know, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a very untalented roster by NFL standards.
1: Yeah, no question. So I, I would be not be surprised if they let uh, Kenny maybe try to throw the ball a little bit more downfield in this game, try to get some numbers up, because statistically speaking, this will be the worst pass defense he's faced by a good margin. Mm, uh, the next closest is but... the Miami Dolphins. Okay, so,
0: yeah, it makes perfect sense. And he's be getting good, better get... and better.
1: Yep, so, and and the other thing that I like about him after the bye is he's protecting the football, Absolutely. which is their biggest strength. they yeah, turn yeah, you over exactly. sometimes, so I think that – Things are are trending in the right direction the Steelers could get on a two-game winning streak here. I think that on paper they Mm -hmm. match up pretty well against this team.
0: Um, It's The two things that worry me, and I didn't even, honestly, it's a little early in the week with them playing Monday night.
1: Right, things just keep popping in your head. Yeah, Yeah.
0: I didn't think of the kickoff return situation Atlanta has. That's a huge advantage. It's probably the last team you want to play in terms of if you have bad kickoff coverage. (laughs) And the thing that I initially thought that worried me was, Short week on the road, at, you know, like, did Tomlin sleep Friday night? Probably not. Probably just went straight to his press conference, right. you know, all, all that type of stuff. And they're just a very physical team that if fatigue sets in after a short week on the road after another road game, that's how I think the Falcons' formula would be. You know, they just look tired and can't wrap up late in the game, and they're they're always going to run the ball.
1: Couple key matchups we got our eye on in this game. The first, the Falcons wide receiver, Drake London versus Steelers cornerbacks. Steelers cornerbacks don't travel, so you'll mm-hmm. see a d- m- bunch of different guys line up against Drake London. And even though the Falcons don't use him very much, you got to make sure you keep a lid on him because he could burn you.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's a big go up and get it guy. He has some after the catch abilities. Uh, he can play outside, he can play inside. I'm with you. I think he has a very promising future.
1: And then the other guy we talked about quite a bit in this podcast, Steelers inside uh, offensive line, mainly the guards against Falcons defensive tackle, Grady Jarrett, who even though Terrell's really good, I think Jarrett's the most recognizable member of that defense. And, of course, the elder statesman, you know, kind of carries the Falcons flag right now for that team, the Cam Hayward-esque kind of guy. guy. So big matchup on the inside there. Make sure Kenny doesn't get much pressure from up the middle because he does have five-and-a-half sacks this
0: year. Yeah, yeah, he's still very good. Um, He's a true... Three technique, like a Warren Sapp or a John Randall. He'll be on the outside corner, outside shoulder of a guard attacking upfield. I mean, that's what he does, and he's one of the better ones.
1: Geno Atkins type. Steelers try to make it a two-game winning streak as they head to Atlanta on Sunday. That kickoff is at 1 p.m. For Matt Williamson, I'm Tom Opperman. Thanks, as always, for giving us a listen, and we'll be back again next week with a new Advanced Scout.